Hey there, everybody. Thank you so much for hanging out with us again today on Conversations. Oh, yeah, he's here. My boy is in the house today. We're going to have a great conversation about what's going on in the world of organics and what's going on with the show and all these other cool initiatives. Please, everybody, give it up for the CEO of the Organic Produce Network and, I don't know, whatever else he's CEO of. My buddy's here, Matt Seeley. Welcome, brother. Hey, Todd. Great to, great to be with you, my friend, and uh, hope everything is going well with Bakersfield and hope all is well with your family. Thank you, my brother. I appreciate that very much. Everything's lovely here. This is a lovely place for people to stop off the Highway 99 and go pee. That's what I say. It's a lovely place. Go. Yeah, it's a lovely place. Thanks. No, I appreciate it, man. I'm stoked you're here today because, A, I'm excited to talk about what you guys got going on OPN because you're leading the charge for the industry that is incredibly valuable. Uh, so I want to talk about that. I want to talk about what you're doing with Dad. I want to talk about the shows, the whole nine yards. And, and you're lucky today because normally I have about 400,000 questions per guest. You're like in the 275 range. You're kind of keeping under time. So you're going right. to love that. 275,000 questions. We'll be done. We'll be done probably next Thursday. So Excellent. don't worry about it. Excellent. Yeah. Let it rip. Let it rip. But, so before we get going, like I do with everybody, give everybody a little bit of your, you know, who the, well, I was going to say the F-bomb, but I refrained. Look at me. I am working hard at being nice. Uh, give everybody the 411 of what you're up to, what's your bio and your journey to why, you know, you're hanging out with me today. <laughs> good, good, good wait a minute, question. Wait a minute. Let me rephrase that. Just tell everybody who you are. Don't worry about what. Yeah, don't tell them the truth while you're hanging out. That'd be terrible. <laughs> uh, no, uh, more, more than more than happy to. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you, Todd, uh, born and raised in upstate New York uh, and uh, decided it was in my best interest to go to the University of Kansas. And I have to plug Kansas because we just go Jayhawks. In, we got a natty. Uh, yeah, you do. Hoops uh, kind of thing. So. Uh, after that, uh, as you may or may not know, the uh, the Packer uh, newspapers headed, headquartered in Kansas City. Uh, that was my first first stop. From there, uh, spent some time in Los Angeles. Uh, after spending five years in Kansas, yeah, I'll take some. I'll take some of that nice California weather. Yeah, I don't blame you there. Yeah. Uh, so moved out uh, moved out there and worked with a fellow Jayhawk, Jan Delizer, uh, who at that time was heading up the uh, Fresh Produce Council. Yeah. Uh, so worked there for a couple of years. And then I had the great opportunity to move up to the salad bowl of the world uh, and spent uh, 29, couldn't get to 30, but spent 29 years with the Nunes company, yeah. which was just a tremendous uh, opportunity. Just a first class family, first rate yeah. operation, just uh, again, formed the foundation for whatever I've, I've remembered and forgotten as it relates to the fresh produce. Well, you're right. It is a great family from T1 to T5. So whatever T's next. And there's a T, there's T6s. There's a C6 right now barking up there. So no, just a, just a tremendous, tremendous family. It's like Star Wars characters. Yeah, exactly. Great, great people. And after spending time there and Todd just kind of dovetailing, you know, I think both of us, we've both gone to a lot of trade shows. Yeah. Uh, over time. And it was one of those things in, in the mid uh, 2000 and 2010 decade there uh, where, you know, you're seeing these trade shows, but really wasn't seeing anything devoted to organic. Right. And as I said, you and I, we've been to enough of these things. Well, how hard can it be to put on a trade show? So not easy, man. I think you figured that out. Yeah. <laughs> so we uh, so in 2016, we hosted the original uh, organic produce summit here in yeah. Monterey at the Monterey Hyatt. The tremendous industry response. Actually, the, the show sold out uh, that first year. We had demand exceeds and it really proved something that. Uh, hey, there's a lot here tied to the organic industry sure. that's not being talked about within our industry. Uh, 
following that show, um, I had gotten involved with Tony Annell. And so yeah. Tony was a part of the first OPS. And after that show, we just said, boy, there is a strong appetite, a hunger for more information, education, as it relates to this organic fresh produce industry. There's not a go-to resource right now, and this is not the cast dispersions on what at the time were the two major trade associations, but not a lot of credence or time was given to the organic uh, sector. No. And so we kind of thought, hey, we're here, you know, we're fortunate here in, on the central coast of California. This is the birthplace. This is the cradle of organic fresh produce production with the, with the companies you have here. Let's try to see if we can put together something where we become that resource, that go-to resource as it relates to organics. And right on. So, over, so basically in 2017, we, we got the second show, the Organic Grower Show going. Right. We've got a weekly newsletter, OPN Connect, that we put out. So we're just trying to be that voice, if you will, uh, that information resource as it relates to, to organics. Todd, we stay in our lane. That's the thing. We stay in our lane. Organics is only 12, on a good day, maybe 13% of the business. But let's be honest, it is it's a hot, it's a hot, hot industry uh, following double-digit growth throughout most of the past decade. So it's it's yeah. it's obviously hot right now, but more importantly, as we've talked, just a tremendous future for us. No, there's no two ways about it. No, you're absolutely you're absolutely right. It, you know, and it was underrepresented. It needed some love and it needed to get uplifted. And we need to start talking about some of these things that frankly others won't really talk about. And I think that's one of the benefits that we have about this platform. So so organic produce network, kind of the mothership of all this. Can you kind of explain what 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 OPN is? So could I think people look at it as like, well, what is OPN? And give the liberty a little bit of an update of kind of like what is the, the business model for OPN? Sure. So OP, OPN uh, basically as set aside, as I said, to be a, a go-to resource for, for the industry. And so what we, our, our, main, our main focus is for every week to connect the industry through our weekly newsletter with stories about hey, how crops are doing, how some of the people in our industry are doing, how the right. companies are doing, and, some, and more importantly, some of the issues that we are facing. So every right. week, we try to put out, you know, information related to uh, what is going on in the organic industry. So every week we've got that. And then we've got two trade shows uh, that kind of fit underneath that umbrella. Oh, that brand, right. Exactly. So the first one is the, which most people know about is the Organic Produce Summit. The objective there, Brother Todd, is to bring together the producers, solely the producers, the growers, shippers, producers of organic fresh produce mm -hmm. with the retail buying community. That's what that is. And we've been fortunate, you know, here in the cradle of, of like I said, of, of organic production, we've got a trade show floor, about 150 booths. It sells out every year. Uh, we've got a waiting list of about 30 companies. And we specifically say you've got to be a producer. So we don't take the what I call the allied members, the service right. providers, supply chain partners, thinking seeds, packaging. They can attend, but they're, you know, they're not allowed to exhibit, so to speak. And then bringing the retail community. And that's the key. Uh, you know, we, I'll be honest with you, we're, and we're transparent about this. Uh, our objective with the retailers, you get your butt here. We'll take care of you. We'll make sure that we'll house you. We'll cover your registration. You want to go on tours. You want to connect with the with the suppliers here. We're more than happy to do that. So 
They think it's a great opportunity to connect. So that's why I think we're very, very successful with OPS. Got a great event planned for this year. So that's the oh, first trade show. That's the first show. And then in we've on the heels of that, to take care of those service providers and supply chain partners, we've got the Organic Grower Summit, which happens uh, this year will be November 30th, December 1st here in Monterey. And what we do is we bring those together with the actual organic grower community, the boots on the ground, if you will. Sure. The agronomists, the food safety people, those that are purchasing, who are purchasing biopesticides, seeds, packaging, and the like. So uh, two robust shows catering to two distinct audiences. I absolutely love it. I want to get a little bit deeper into OPN a little bit, because one of the things that you guys have embraced um, which I think is just fantastic, is you put a lot of energy into data collection and you're disseminating that information back to the industry. I know that you guys work with category partners. I know you work with Nielsen. So can you talk a little bit about the relationship between the three of you and, and how you know, kind of how that come about? And then, you know, what you're trying to express back to the industry when you, with the data you're getting. Thanks for joining the Todd Versation. And now a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Karen Nardotza, President and CEO of Moxie Marketing. On behalf of all the Moxers worldwide, thanks for listening to Toddversations and Toddbits. At Moxie, we're known for strategic marketing and PR, unique branding and packaging, award-winning web and graphic design, and trade show experiences that generate results. Whether you're selling B2B or B2C, a farmer, processor, commodity board, retailer, food service, or somewhere else on the supply chain, we make it easier to grow your brand and your business. From avocados to zucchini and petunias to protein, we help you tell your story, stand out, and achieve your goals. Get Moxie, and together we'll celebrate your success. No, absolutely. We didn't do it the first year. That was one of the things that we, you know, as you got involved, okay, what are some of the things we're missing? And you just hit on it. Data, sales analysis, trends, what is selling, what is not selling and the like. So we found it was very important to do that. So our first outreach was obviously to Nielsen, the leader in, in the collection of that, of that information. And we worked with, with them to get that information. Todd, I will share with you, I am not an analyst. Um, I, there are people who are much smarter than I that do that kind of thing. And it quickly became apparent that we needed an outside company. And that's where Category Partners came in. Right. Tom Barnes, who is running that thing, is brilliant. Taking that information, deciphering it, getting good analytical information that, like you said, we can share with the industry. So we've been doing that for the past three Three plus years, actually four years now. Yeah. Where every quarter we'll put out a quarterly update as far as organic sales have been going. We wrap that up at the end of the year with a nice year-end review of, of things. Uh, so it, it's a nice complete package where we're able to you know provide consistent data that shows the growth, which has been phenomenal over the past decade. But Todd, at the same time, we're leveling off. You know, you're not sure. going to continue to have double digit growth, you know, year after year for a decade. It's just it's not practical or possible. So you are seeing that leveling off and obviously COVID changed some of that. But that relationship that we've got is paramount to our success. As you said, providing 
critical information and data for, for our industry. Well, you know, I love it. And, and I talk about this all the time and it's a soapbox I'll live and die on, you know, working to increase consumption. If you want to understand how to increase consumption, you need to understand what consumption is and what people are talking about. And perhaps what they're talking about over here isn't what they're talking about over here, but why aren't you talking about over here? Like, you know, hey, if this is strong in this region, we should look at it harder in this region if we're not getting there. Why? Because consumers are asking for it, consumers are buying it. So I think it's really important that that data is out there. When you look at the data, you know, and you see it, you see it more intimately probably than anybody because you get the first glimpse and you're looking at having, you know, roundtable meetings, walking <laughs> through it all. What excites you when you see the data out there today? When you, what, what do you see out there that's kind of like, all right, this is kind of a cool trend or, you know, for, for the category of organics? I, I think the big thing is really how the berry category has just come on. You know, it's, it's interesting. You've got that as your backdrop. I know, how about them apples? You know, and, and that kind of thing. But I think when you put together, you know, straws, uh, blueberries, blackberries, and raspberries, the growth of that category combined together, it really, it, 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 it wavers back and forth between the packaged salad category. Those are one, two, two, one, depending on what the, what the quarter is. So that is... That that has been a huge thing, seeing the growth of that of that category. But it also shows where I think where there are opportunities. And Todd, I believe for our industry, the opportunities as we look at the data that you're talking about, what can we do to make organic items more convenient for consumers? That to me, I think is that opportunity gap, if you will, that people right. talk about. That's where I think our industry, if people are looking to do things, anything I think related to convenience, grab and go, that's where I think uh, you're going to see some, some solid growth within our industry. Yeah, I don't, dis- I don't disagree with that. I think, you know, another thing, too, that I can remember from, you know, <clears throat> my 10 years ago was always about food service, right? You never had enough volume to get into food service. You never had enough. I mean, I've done some food service projects that failed miserably. And, um you know, it's it's a tough. So you're right. How do we how do we get more into the mainstream? How do we become more of that everyday convenience? Because look, that's that's a big problem. You know, we, especially in an economy like we're dealing with now, um, you know, it's going to be a big problem. People are working extra hard. People want overtime. Both parents are working. One parent's working two jobs, whatever the case may be. So you're right to give them a healthy option conveniently. It's a smart play. I don't disagree with that premise at all. I really don't. No, and, and again, I, you you hit on it. I think the that the food service end is that last bastion. You know, again, I think obviously you know organics has made its inroads into retail across the board, but food service has been a very tough nut to crack. I think you see some of these people. They start off with the leafy greens. You know, mm-hmm. if you can, you know, that salad. We'll give you that salad that may be organic, but it's that continuation throughout the menu. That's problematic. And if you talk to most people, it's two factors. One is the availability, the 24-7, 365 of the product. Yeah. And the other thing, of course, is price. You know, what, yeah. you know, people are going to back off uh, of that price. And, you know, again, coming back to the salad thing, you know, for a quarter, you know, that difference, maybe it's a quarter difference between a conventional and organic. That quarter means a lot in the food service world and they're not going to do it. No, you're 100% right. I think somebody had to be conscious of it. I've been talking about this a lot lately. Um, is really what happens when an economy goes bad, like we're dealing with now. When economy starts to change, when it's not a good economy, you know, we have high inflation. People are making choices. Prices are up. You know, one of the big things that happened, the data supports from back in 2008 and other times, is that fruit and vegetable consumption has a tendency to go down. Right? They they all they go to alternatives. Right? And so, to your point, 
an alternative in fruit and vegetable consumption, organic to conventional. That's an alternative. And so it's like you need to be mindful about, A, we've gained some great momentum over the last two years by getting more people to eat, eating at home because of the pandemic, but they're eating healthier. They're making choices. Fruit and vegetables are up. We know that. But we're going to lose that customer if we don't keep speaking to them. We're going to lose that customer if we don't invest in things that they need to make life, to your point, simpler, more convenient. But we need to stay in front of them saying, hey, you know, eating fruits and vegetables is a great way to boost your immunity. It makes you better, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I'm really concerned that we don't do that. I'm really concerned that we get stuck into this we feel good rut and we're not driving. You know, this is the time we got to charge harder at consumers to keep that message out there. Exactly. And just just one of the I think one of the important caveats at the end of the day, what we are all I think. And that's where the end that's why we've got such a great industry. I hope you choose organic. You've got that choice. You know, again, for, for what I do, yes, I hope you choose organic. But at the end of the day, our objective is to increase the sales and consumption of all fresh pro- fresh produce, okay? Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and not to uh, besmirch that person. You know, again, if that, if that person, if that mother of four is walking through the produce department and she sees a bunch of broccoli on sale at 99 cents and it's conventional. And she puts that in her cart or goes the 299 bunch of organic broccoli. Hats off to that woman. She is taking care of her of her uh, uh, or her family in the way that she you know deems appropriate. Right. But she's eating fresh produce. We should celebrate that um, and 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 that kind of thing. So at the end of the day, yes, we are here to promote organic, but bigger picture, it's all fresh fruits and vegetables that we need to be promoting. I agree with you 100%. I say it all the time. My job is to get you to eat an apple. My next job is to convince you to eat the organic. Exactly. exactly. Right. And I think that we have to. And again, it goes back to, you know, look, you want to get rid of food waste? Increase consumption. Exactly. Right? I mean, it's all a part of that narrative. But, you know, we know based upon what we've dealt with over the last two years, and unfortunately, we haven't got a lot of good advice from our medical leaders saying, hey, you know, take vitamin D, take some of these things, take, you know, walk 30 minutes a day, whatever it could be, but eat fruits and vegetables too. It's all a part of a healthy system. It's all a part of a healthy body. And so we need to keep those conversations going. And I agree with you. Look, I want to eat organic too. It's the right thing to do for the plant. It's the right thing to do in a bunch of different ways. But start by eating fruits and vegetables. Exactly. Watch what it does to make a difference in your life. So, you know, thinking about all the data and the things that you, you know, we kind of just banged on a little bit. What do you what do you see the industry looking like in five years? I mean, look into your, you know, your Matt Sealy crystal ball right now and say, you know, what do you think, what do you think it's going to look like? We've got we've got challenges and we've got opportunities. And I know cool. that and I, that's I know a cop out. A, that's a cop out. No, answer. no, no, but no, no, but, all right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hit this back to you because we, I'll, I'll talk about two things. And and the first one is obviously front and center is CEA. Okay. So yeah. CEA is is front and center and this idea of indoor growing, vertical farming, how whatever you want to call it. But there's all the and which, you know, again, I there are aspects of that thing that make a lot of sense uh, no mm-hmm. no pet no or little or no pesticides less water usage lower carbon footprint there are that things the local component but for a lot of these but for those in the organic industry what's the big sticking point it's not grown in soil right that's right. that's that becomes a thing so now as an industry we've got this new thing that's got some really nice components to it but it's not grown in soil, which is the major tenant of what organic production is. This is going to be something that I think we've got to address. Our industry is going to have to look at this and address this interest, you know, uh, as part of it. So we know that the state of California, uh, a court up in San Francisco, has ruled that hydroponically grown products can be organic. 
labeled as organic kind of right. thing. But what does that what does that ultimately mean? Hopefully, somebody like Todd Linsky at OPS, as he's leading a couple of of of, of uh, educational sessions related to uh, the CEA, this is going to come up and talk about some of these these yeah. challenges and and the like uh, that that face our industry. Both sides of this coin. I see both sides. I don't know what the answer is, but Todd, too. we're going to have to come to some understanding here as you talk about this crystal ball, particularly as it comes to the labeling component. This, the consumer, I think the consumer is confused already as they meander through the produce department. And now we've got this you know, non-GMO, no pesticides, less water, locally grown, all these different labels thrown at them. What does it all mean? Yeah, what does it all I don't mean? Disagree. Because at the end of the day, Todd, there's only one, and that's that organic symbol, that organic thing that means that this there's a there are tests, there are rules and regulations, procedures and protocols that have been followed for that item to gain that organic sticker. Yeah. You know, and I, that's I, that's gonna be a challenge. I don't disagree with you, and I'm you know, I'll come back alongside of what you said. You know, I think in this debate, we've lost a little bit of the recognition that it's about the food as much as it's about dirt. And we're going to have, you know, we're going to have 9.8 billion people here by 2050. Not quite sure how we plan on feeding them in the system that we have now. We don't have water in California. You know, you talk to some of the retail guys, they want product 50 miles from their warehouse in Buffalo. They're very fine with that, right? Because they don't want the food miles. There's a lot exactly. of things that, that growing food in this mannerism actually speaks to the organic industry, right? Carbon footprint, whatever you want to talk about. There's all this debate. We can go round and round. There's, there's a pro and con to every issue. But I think that we've become a little bit too caught up in not recognizing the value of the food and feeding people. My goal when I got in this a long time ago, sitting around, you know, I can remember sitting around in, in uh, Bud Capurro's living room talking about organic produce and what we want to do and is to feed more people better food. That's the bottom line goal. And it's exactly. about food, right? The word food was included. And I and, and I'm you can't do everything in a greenhouse. Don't get me wrong. And I am pro dirt as much as I'm pro sea. I get it. I see both sides of the equation. But I think we have to start to get realistic at how we're going to be able to pull this off. And I think some of the problems we have is it becomes capitalistic in some ways. And I think sometimes we get into these positions of market share and value. And I understand all of it. I have sympathy for everybody on both sides of this argument. But I think that we need to get down and have a real open, honest conversation. Um, and how are we going to solve it, to your point? How are we going to solve it? Because I believe, too, and I'm going to the soapbox now. You got me fired up. I love it. Uh, you know, but in some ways, organic has more to lose um, but by not embracing this, then they actually have to gain. Because to your point earlier, people in this environment, no pesticides, no human hands, 50 miles from your house, picked today, sold tomorrow, all these other attributes are going to dilute the organic message. And if organic is the gold standard of food, we need to act like it. And we don't. We need to act like it as an industry. We need to come to a resolution that says, you know, look, it is organic. People accept it. It's accepted by the USDA. It gets the seal. We can't run from it. We need to embrace. We need to recognize that if we don't look at it as an industry, we're going to get kicked in the teeth and we're going to lose market share and we're going to lose consumer confidence, not because we don't have something that, that that's not worthy. These other attributes are just going to flood things and it's dangerous. And I'm you concerned are. about that in the long term. I couldn't, I couldn't agree. I know I couldn't agree more. I think you and I are kind of singing from the same hymn book, so to speak about this. I think the organic industry uh, for all its strengths, this has been something that kind of kicked down the road for the past decade. We haven't had, as you said, we need to get together, have that conversation and make some decision. And, you know, it, it's probably gonna be one of those things where 
both sides are going to walk away. They didn't get what they want, but that's probably going to be better for everybody. You know, everybody had to give a little bit. I agree. At least we're talking in the same thing, because as you said, at the end of the day, it's about food. It's about in, it's about getting good, healthy food into people's diets. That's, that's look, the end. I agree with you. Look, if you, if somebody in, in, in the desert of Dubai can get organic lettuce out of a greenhouse that doesn't have all the garbage in it, doesn't have crap, not going to make you glow green at night. I get it. I get the soil part of it, but God darn it. We got to feed people better food. And if we don't, we our world's not surviving on the 79 box of Mac and cheese as it is. Exactly. We got to get, get smarter. And, and I'm to your point, I'll sit down with anybody and have a beer and have this conversation. It's not about being right or wrong. It's about finding a way. Exactly. There's that. That's exactly. I couldn't have said it better. It's not about right or wrong. It's, it's together that we can do this. The sandbox is big. We can all play in it. We can all play in it. it. We can all have a, a good, you know, feel good about what we're doing with an end game of, like I said, feeding people healthy, nutritious yeah. food. That's the, yeah. that's the thing. <laughs> and Todd, you know, Kind of the, ne- the next thing, obviously, you know, the, the next big buzz thing is you ask about what the crystal ball is, yeah. what we've got to be talking about. It's regenerative. You know, there's another thing that is, you know, it's popped up. You hear it all the time. We're at OPS. We're going to have a session devoted to regenerative regenerative 101. What does this mean? I, you know, as you know, there are some players that have gotten involved in it, and and I, you're starting to hear some certification that's going on with some of the players in the industry. Yeah, we, you know, kind of thing. But what is what is regenerative? Is this yet another label that we're going to confuse consumers with? Right. Um. And and I'll be honest. You know. You know. As I've talked to the retail community, they don't want to touch this at all. You know, this, no, is, this afraid, is yet yeah. another, this is another thing that, you know, wh- why are you putting this on us? So I, you know, it, you hear a lot about it, you know, you're hearing a lot of chirping about regenerative, but what does this mean for the organic industry? I yeah, don't know no, what the answer to that is. I don't. I, I agree with you. It's an interesting, it's a very, very interesting topic. And you know, it's funny because I think about regenerative bag and I've been, you know, deep down the rabbit hole and, and I get it. I think it's great. I mean, I think it's, it's, it's got its application. It's maybe tough to do in a, in, in a, in a multi-crop format. Um, but our regenerative conversation reminds me of what the organic conversation was 35 years ago. And there's very few of us were in that conversation when there was no marketplace, right? We created it. I, people look at the same way. It's like, you know, can it scale? The same thing about organic, what yeah. it's going to be, you know, all this stuff. And we did a good job of working on creating it. And I think the regenerative folks are doing that. But again, I think it's another one of these areas. Y'all need to come together and y'all need to figure it out because you're going to lose consumer confidence because they're going to become too splintered. And some of these people that are got brands out there now say beyond organic that are in the marketplace exactly. that aren't organically grown in the beginning, but they're beyond organic because they have all these other attributes. That's a threat. And we need to be smart about it. We need to be smart about how we market ourselves and how we represent this brand and the USDA seal to the American public and to the world, because we have an obligation to provide the food, to, all the food we can for these 9.8 billion people. And God, it'd be great if it was all organic. Exactly. Exactly. And it is, it, it, it is, it's these various, it's the NOSB, NOP, it's OTA. It's all these people that have voices in this thing. We've got to, we've got to put together, we've got to put aside some of these partisan things with an understanding what's, what, what can be a common goal so that we all benefit uh, from this. And I realize, you know, I, I'm sure, you know, people think, oh, that's, you know, some altruistic kind of thing. But to your point, if we do not, what is going to suffer is the organic brand. That's Correct. what will suffer. That's my biggest fear. Yep, and that's exactly. my biggest fear from somebody from my perspective that, that there was no organic brand exactly. when we started, right? There was begging. There was begging to get an order to put stuff on the shelf, right? And the whole, well, I'll tell you what, I'll make a throwdown. 
My friends at Hop City, love them. I'll get beer out of them. We'll get everybody together on a table, we'll order some there pizzas, we'll get some whatever it is, <laughs> cauliflower crust, we'll do the whole nine yards. I guarantee if we sat around and talked this thing through, we could get somewhere that will ultimately benefit the consumer. And, to, I, and if, I, we don't, I if we don't, we're going to pay for it. I'm telling I you. I agree. And that's why I think we kick, like I said, we kicked the can down the road for a long time. Yeah. You know, we've got to get our act together. And I think there's some leader, there's been some leadership changes at some of these organizations. Now is the time to be looking yep. at this. I agree. I'm in. I'll buy the beer. All right. You, you, I'm, out, I'm down. Let's do it. I Because I, I, I feel that passionately about it. It's why... You know, I'm, I'm I'm happy to be doing what I'm doing with you guys at the show coming up and having these conversations because they need to happen, but they don't need to come. You know, and I think the problem is, is that, you know, in our industry, that the, the 10% usually yell at the other 90 and that becomes that loud voice. And we need to stop yeah. that. We need to sit down and say, how are we going to win the day for the American consumer and the world consumer and this 9.8 billion people? Exactly. Right? Again, how are we and, do it? Yeah. And then, you know, look at we are so fortunate. We are, so, we we are in the best industry possible. We sell the we sell and market, grow, sell and market the best products in the world. Who's got it better than we do? Who's got it better 100%. than we do? And yet we got no all argument. these kind of we got all these factions that we can't get our act together to make us even better. I'm telling you, I'm you're I'm with you, man. Let's do it. Right. Anybody wants to do it, let's go. Reach out. Let's set up a meeting. Let's all get in the room. <laughs> Show up, T-shirt, shorts, cup of coffee, hang out, get pizza, beer. Let's talk this all through and figure out how we can't go back to our leaders and, and you know, to the to the USD. And other people say, look, what about this? What about we work on this? How do we solve it? I'm down. I love it. I'm in. Sure. No, I think, uh, Todd, I, let's get through this show. And I think, you know what? I think coming out of OPS, this is definitely something that should be front and center. As, as we as an industry, it, you know, we, we've got to take this upon ourselves, you know, to do this. Agreed. Agreed. Well, let's talk about OPS a little. Let's get a little bit deeper into the show. Show's coming up um, July 13th and 14th, Monterey Convention Center, which is a lovely facility they built. I guess they're not really downtown. Is that downtown Monterey? Yeah, it is downtown. downtown. It was, yeah, yeah, it was downtown. Re, yeah, it was remodeled, uh, I think, in 2017. So yeah, yeah it's a beautiful our... building. It's a really great setup. You know, it's a lot of fun. Of course, everybody's going to be at the Crown Anchor at night. We know that one. But nonetheless, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a great spot. Great show. Um you know, you talked a little about who attends. You talked about, you know, that, that all the booths are basically producers, you know, a ton of retailers coming in, a couple hundred plus retailers, I'm guessing, coming in this year. Um, it's, you know, it's bumper to bumper people because they want to be here. But my question about the show that I think is important to me to ask is why do you think a show like this matters now? I, I well, I, 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 that's twofold. One is kind of coming off of COVID where the industry has not been together, you know, kind of thing. Let's be honest. You know, we are not, unfortunately, Todd, we are not Zoomers. You know, we're our industry. We're the huggers. You know, we're not necessarily Zoomers. We hug. Uh, and that is true. The face interaction means means a lot. So I think that that is that is one of the one of the things. But I think the other thing it's it's again, when we started this and one of the things I think we we pride ourselves on is that education informational component, you know, kind of thing. So, you know, like you, you know, we've got you involved, you're going to be uh, uh, moderating a pair of sessions on CEA as, as we just talked about, that's front and center for our industry. You know, what is CEA? What are some of the tenants? So that, that's, that's really cool. We've got a session on regenerative that I, that I talked about. You mentioned the organic sales data and analysis, you know, we've, we've got that, mixed in with some consumer behavior uh, related to that. We've also got something on as it relates to the labeling requirement, private label versus 
versus branding is a right. is another is another key component of what we're doing. And then we've got a series of keynotes. Uh, we've got we've got John Juan who is who heads up Omnichannel Strategy for Giant, uh, part of the Ahold Group, right? Uh, kind of thing. And he's just he's top rate. He's going to give a great keynote. Got an interesting gentleman by the name of David Katz. Uh, David, yeah. yeah, he is really kind of an interesting thing. As we look about the sustainability in plastic, gosh, who uses more plastic than our industry and the, and, and the retailers? Okay, but what are we doing to kind of close that loop, so to speak, and, and take care of that plastic once we kind of put it in there? And David Katz has built this organization that when I learned about it, I said, I said boy, we've got to get this guy on the OPS stage because – He's basically created social currency with plastic. As people go ahead, they collect plastic in more, more in impoverished country, but they're able to collect that plastic and really turn it into, like I said, currency. They want insurance. They want tuition. They essentially open right. a bank account with all that plastic that they've got, and they're able to do a variety of things with that that just it helps them out. So it's a, it's a really unique spin on this issue of, you know, plastics in the ocean and, and, and that kind of thing. And some of the ways that we can empower consumers to do a better job, you know, with, with plastics. And then Todd, our, our, we'll finish things off. We've actually just announced this, that we're fortunate that we've got Walter Robb, former head of, 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 Whole, Foods. of Whole Foods. He will be moderating a discussion with Karen, Karen Christensen, uh, who heads up all perishable, you know, uh, perishables for Whole Foods. Um, and so they're going to have a great conversation as it relates to some of the, the changing, the changing guard, so to speak, and what the future of grocery retailing will look like. We've got inflation, we've got e-commerce, we've got technology, we've got new formats, we've got this changing consumer. They're going to talk about all those kind of things. So I, I think it. that robust educational program it really, really enhances what we're trying to do. Combine that with the networking opportunities under one roof in the cradle of organic production. I think that we kind of check a lot of the boxes there. You know, final comment to, to Monterey, Todd, we couldn't do this in Des Moines. Okay, you know, this is, this, this is something that fits very, very nicely here where all the producers are and that kind of thing. So that, well, that's, no that's really good. That's really yeah, good. I'm, ex I'm excited about, uh, about Karen and Walter. And I don't know, there may not be a lot of people that know Karen. I've known her uh, quite a long time. She is awesome. She will be, uh, she will be a voice of uh, reason and rationale and uh, perception and futuristic look at what's happening. I'm telling you that, she will she will rock some people's world. I guarantee it. I I, I thoroughly enjoy her as a person. I, I'm excited about that one. That'll we are we are absolutely thrilled to have her to have her be a part of this thing. As you know, it's it's hard for a lot of these a lot of these uh, publicly held companies. It's harder and harder to get them to talk. It just it just is. You know, is. Uh, whether you've got to go through their communications PR or their legal department and and that kind of thing. So. To get somebody like Whole Foods to talk, we're thrilled. And I, as you said, I think that they're going to have, they're going to be chock full of information uh, for our attendees. So we got uh, OPS, July 13th, 14th. We touched on the Organic Grower Summit. That's certainly well worth everybody getting up to and seeing. You know, even if you're, you know, even if you're a retail, I'm going to throw it out because I've been to a couple, you know, even as a retailer to walk through, you want to talk about a great educational experience, spend a day walking through that show and see what it takes to get what's on your shelf. It's very, it's, it's really enlightening. So that show's coming up 
November 30th, December 1st, up 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 in Monterey. Is that is that at the convention center or is that at the Hyatt? That's at the Hyatt. We do that Hyatt, one yeah. at the we do that one at the Hyatt. Uh, just a little right. bit more more space there. Just a little little plug about that. So what we what we did last year, uh, which really was really good, we we have partnered with Western Growers and Western right. Growers, as you know, uh, you know the largest association of growers. More than half of their growers are actively involved in organic. So they saw this as a win win to get their membership actively involved with that. But it also brings together the larger growers. At the end of the right. day, you know, it is, it's about that scalability uh, component. So Western Growers has been awesome, uh, an awesome partner with us, helping to drive that show. And we're expecting really good things. The other component of that show is the ag tech. Yeah. Todd, I think that that's, you know, again, whether it's robotics, AI, things that people are doing out in the field, as well as software, internally that is changing the dynamic of how we grow produce and harvest products it's a cool show i mean i think it's what like i said i think it's 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 worth going to no matter where you are in the space whether you again if you're a buyer you're a seller whatever i think it's it's an interesting learn there's a lot to get garner from what is actually happening again to get that product from the, you know out of salinas or out of you know colorado or out of washington yeah whatever it is to that grocery store there's a exactly. lot of, you know, those moving parts, you know, a lot of people don't understand those moving parts. And when you, when you get to see it, like you, you guys present, it's, it's, it's eye-opening in a lot of ways. And I love the AI part. I mean, I love the, the ag tech part of it, the different stuff. Some of the stuff these guys are doing is nuts. Oh, it's, it's absolutely. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's, <laughs> a little bit different than when you and I were, uh, you know, were actively involved in the, in this dude, stuff, I was excited writing, writing stuff down by hand. And that yeah, dude, of. I was excited when we got the first, you know, $3,000 fax machine. So yeah, yeah no, believe exactly. me, I, I can relate. Exactly. This is awesome, dude. What a great chat. So tell me what's new, what's exciting, what's breaking, what give me some, give me something. What's next for OPN and your uh, your band of brands that you've got cooking right now? No, I, I think as we go as we continue to grow, I think there are other opportunities. You know, we've been, you know, we people say, can you make the show a little bit longer? So, you know, there's there's talks that we we may do that. When you've got you've got some, you know, you've got CEA. As, as we've talked about, you've got regenerative is, is, is big. You know, there's a big emphasis on plant-based. You know, that's another thing that kind of is rearing its, its head that we hear more about. Um, it's expanding that thing. I think, Todd, our objective, like I said, on a good day, we get the 13%. What do we need to do to get the 15% of the market yeah. share? You know, kind yeah. of thing. I, I think that we've had these double-digit grow, growth kind of things. I think as the price gap continues to narrow between conventional and organic, and it will, it will continue to narrow as production techniques continue to improve and, and, and the like. Um, I think that that's the, our big challenge is how do we continue to grow the category? And I think if we're able, again, at the end of the day, information, education, information, education, throw some networking things together, just as we talked about, the yeah. ability of our industry to get together. These are the kind of things that are going to move the needle forward for our industry. I love it. I love it. Check it out, folks. Organic yeah. Produce Network. It's legit. Yeah, as we're a, just, as a yeah, kid we're, said, they're legit. We, uh, yeah, we're, I think for the, for this show, we're, we're probably, for OPS, it'll probably be our largest ever. That's the way things are tracking right now. Um, right. And it's it's a it's an intimate and highly energetic show. So we're, we're thrilled to be back. 
And brother, more importantly, I'm thrilled to have you as part of it. Thank you. Uh, I know you're, you've been kind of, Todd is moderating a couple of sessions for us on CEA. So we're thrilled to, thrilled to have him involved with the show. Um, as I am well. too. I'm excited. I'm excited for this conversation. I, I hope that, you know, at the end of the day, I hope that this, my goal, or at least my initial thought process about this is that we just put enough of it out there that people can kind of understand the whole situation and the whole narrative around it, not just the one specific, you know, again, not that 10%. Let's talk about the other 90. Let's get it all out there on the table. So I'm excited about that too. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, we, let's be honest, we've got a bright future, you know, our industry, we've got a we've got a very, very bright future ahead of us for what's going on. Are there challenges that we've, that we've talked about? Absolutely. Kind of thing. But I think overall uh, what the opportunities that are ahead of us far outweigh you know, any downsides. I totally agree. Great place. You know what? Great place to drop the Sharpie, babe. All right, brother. Brother, I, I look it. forward to seeing, I look forward to seeing you in July. I'll be if, there. Uh, you know, if there's anything else that we can, that we can talk about, love to do it, but I appreciate you know the time. Appreciate the time and, and the opportunity to talk about what we're doing here. I it's my pleasure. It. I'm, I'm glad to have you. You know, you're welcome back anytime. Excited. You know how to find me. I'm a text I, away. You know that. I, you're this text awesome. away. And I, and I know if I bring some uh, 12 ounce curls, it's even better. Yes, you will get my attention. Yes, I will. You, you already made it to do, but you'll get my attention. I'll actually look at you. I won't, I won't give you side eye. I'll give you full video. <laughs> I look <laughs> I forward it. to it. Thanks I look forward here. to it, brother. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Thanks, everybody, Thank for hanging out with us in conversations. We appreciate you. Hey, get online. Get registered. You know, OPS, go check it out. We'll hang out together. It'll be a lot of fun. It's really a worthwhile show in the Organic Grower Summer as well. We appreciate you. We appreciate you listening. Don't forget to check us out on social media. We hang out there with the cool kids like you all do. So hang out. We'll get together and we'll see you soon on um, Toddversation, Toddbits or wherever else. Take care. Thanks a lot. And remember, go inspire somebody today. It's really important. Make somebody's life better. Put a smile on their face. Take care.